It's Tuesday, February 15th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl winners, the Los Angeles Rams, the latest on Russia and the Ukraine, and also the conversation around banning Congress members from trading stocks. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. This weekend saw the Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals to become the champions of the 56th Super Bowl. Final score was 23-20 and came down to the last few minutes of the game where the Rams scored what ended up being the winning touchdown. The last time the Rams won the Super Bowl was 22 years ago in 1999. The victory was a first for many on the team, like head coach Sean McVay, who is now the youngest coach to have won the Lombardi Trophy at age 36. It was also a first for quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., left tackle Andrew Whitworth, who also happens to be the oldest player in the NFL at 40, and also wide receiver Cooper Cup, who also took home the MVP award. Here's coach Sean McVay talking about the team. You have so many guys that have grinded for so long, and now finally they're seeing football from the mountaintop. Odell, eight years. Matthew Stafford, 13 years. Andrew Whitworth has been in this game so long. That guy over there was actually in college. What does it mean for you to be able to coach these guys to a championship? It's so special. I think that was the greatest part about this team. They played for one another. You wanted more from somebody else than yourself. The Whitworths. How about Eric Weddle? What a story that is. And I know he messed his peck up good and fought through that like a warrior today. Stafford, to see all these guys. I mean, I could go on about the guys, but those guys that you mentioned in particular, Chris, they're so special. It's why you get into coaching like that. Talk about the toughness of Stafford. A few other notable moments from the game was the halftime show starring hip-hop and rap legends Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent. You also had receiver Van Jeffrey's pregnant wife leave the game early to deliver their child, and also safety Taylor Rapp proposed to his girlfriend at the post-game celebration. Throughout Los Angeles, fans celebrated and fireworks could be heard in most areas. There were reports of some destruction and rowdiness in downtown LA, with fans taking to the streets and holding up traffic, some cases of climbing on vehicles, and even spraying graffiti on them. So this is the end of the NFL season until the next one starts in September. There's still no actual movement with the Russia and Ukraine conflict, but all sides are fully engaged, pretty convinced that something could happen any day now. Russia has now amassed around 130,000 troops on several Ukraine borders, which has prompted Ukraine allies like the U.S. and much of Europe to start building a defense by sending over troops, weapons, and other reinforcements. They're also advising officials and other foreigners in the region to flee the area for fear of an attack. Russia is saying that these moves are an overreaction and are causing the tensions to rise unnecessarily. But it looks like the West isn't taking any chances with so many Russia resources building up so close to Ukraine. 
All last week and over the weekend, top officials from the U.S., Ukraine, Canada, France, and Germany have been traveling to and from each other's countries, meeting with those in Ukraine and even President Putin himself to try to de-escalate the situation through diplomatic means. But it doesn't sound like there's much progress through this route. Russia wants assurances that the Western military alliance, NATO, will stop its expansion in Western Europe, which would put it right on Russia's border. But NATO and many of its members won't agree to that deal. President Biden has warned of severe consequences should Putin make any moves, which likely won't be received well. A conflict, or possibly even war, would obviously be a big deal for those involved, and the entire world would likely feel the effects in some way. Officials are working overtime to see that this doesn't happen. Proposals for banning members of Congress from buying and selling individual stocks is starting to grow support from both the public and also from lawmakers from both sides of the political aisle. Recently, a spotlight has been pointed on the fact that several members of Congress were performing exceptionally well with their stock market choices. Buying or selling the perfect stocks at the perfect time has made many of them very wealthy in profits, which many consider particularly suspicious considering that these lawmakers are often in positions to receive information that the public can't, which if true, would be insider trading. Lawmakers create policy around many of these companies, know many of the high-level figures within them, and can also be exposed to information about industries and markets that can benefit them in their investment decisions. For example, Senator John Ossoff reportedly made millions last year after selling stock in order to instead invest in virtual working company Citrix. About one month before pandemic lockdowns were put in place and virtual working became rampant. You also had Richard Burr, former head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, happen to sell potentially up to $1.7 million in hotel company investments around the same time, which obviously were hit hard by the restrictions. And then you also have Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, whose family has made millions in exceptionally well-timed technology investments. There's already some existing legislation to combat this. There's the Stock Act that was passed in 2012 that prevents lawmakers from using insider information in their investment decisions, but it's hard to prove if they've been in violation. So now, there seems to be a growing call on an outright ban while members are serving their terms. Most proposals seem to be focused on individual stocks, still allowing for mutual or index funds or blind trust investments. But there's a range on the details. For example, some want to ban spouses and maybe even dependents of the Congress member from trading, while others don't. And then there's a range on what the punishment for violators should be. Some are saying it should be up to $50,000. Others are saying that it should be the equivalent to that member's congressional salary. And others are saying a million dollars and time in prison. Also, some are calling for the ban to extend beyond Congress to include the Supreme Court, the Justice Department, and the Federal Reserve. The issue has become surprisingly bipartisan, garnering support from all sides. So it's likely that the current proposals will continue morphing into something for Congress to actually vote on. It's Tuesday, February 15th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, 
Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com.